Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Your co-host, Spaz. Hello. And your co-host, Hunter. Yeah, no, I'm here, too. (laughs) Uh, Hello, my friends. This week, excuse me, we do not have a guest so I thought uh, we'd try something a little different. Uh, we've we've tried to meld the news into our regular, more regular podcast, and it, I don't know if it always works. It feels kind of, to me, it feels kind of like a, a pothole, like a speed bump, um, especially when we have a guest. So I thought, why don't we have a show dedicated to like recent news? And uh, we can do like kind of a roundtable and talk about some recent developments um, in space gaming and just regular gaming because uh, you can't have an hour show on just the news of one genre. I mean, what are we going to do? Tell you about every patch that came out? That'd be stupid <laughs> and boring. Um, and in today's patch news, um, four hours later. This game got a patch, it fixed three things. This game got a patch, it fixed two things. Like, no one wants to... Hey, AC Wraith. Uh, No one wants to listen to that. So we're just going to hit, like, the big things. Uh, So I'm going to start. And in space gaming news, we have... I have a few things. Uh, The first, to me, this is the biggest announcement. Uh, Void Destroyer 2 is quote-unquote, weeks away from being released. It's been in early access forever. Uh, The developer had a child. Well, he didn't, but, you know. um, His his marital unit had a child. And a lot has happened since we had Paul on the show last. Um, I think it's been in early access for three or four years, at least. So they he just updated that we're weeks away from being released, which is huge because I don't know if you know anything about Void Destroyer 2, but it looks it's an impressive game. Uh it's gonna be it's a first person, you know, flight combat sim, but you can also zoom out and make it like a real-time uh strategy kind of game. It's an open universe with missions and an economy and everything. It's it's a real it's something of an achievement. And it also has a better interface than the first game did, because the first game was kind of maddening. Um, so I'm disgustingly excited about Void Destroyer 2 actually hitting 1.0. It's one of those games that's like been chugging around forever, you know. And finally, finally, it's uh, it's coming to fruition. Um... The second biggest piece of news, in my opinion, though it hasn't been officially confirmed yet, uh, Steven Peeler is working on Drox Operative 2. He keeps mentioning it. He keeps mentioning it in Twitter. Like, this this hap- this is going on in Drox 2. My favorite race is in this this is my favorite race in Drox 2, blah, blah, blah. So it hasn't been officially announced, but it's it's on the way, and there are probably few people in this world more excited about that than me. Um, 
because as you all know, Drox is one of my favorite games like ever. And, uh, it, I, and, and he's pretty good with his sequels. Uh, Din's legacy was great, for example. So, um, you can make Drox operative, but more and better than <laughs> it's going to be one of the best games up. ever made. Huh? Sign us up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so don't know when or what or anything, but he's talking about it on Twitter. So it's going to happen. Just nothing official yet. Yeah, I'm with you, AC Ray. That's a big yay. It's a big carpet flail uh, for me. Um. So that then the next uh, big piece and the next two pieces of space game news I wanted to mention are both Slytherin related. Uh, the first one is that Battlestar Galactica Deadlock is getting another piece of DLC. This one is called uh, I can't even tell what it's called. Hang on. Yeah, I can't find it. Ah, Ghost Fleet. Sorry. Yeah, uh, later this month, they're getting, it was their fourth piece of, or fifth DLC. Um, I think it's fourth or fifth. Uh, it's going to have a new 10 mission campaign, new ships. This is also going to coincide with a free update. It has quality of life updates. So that's pretty awesome to see this listen, game just. Listen, huh. listen, listen, listen. Yeah. Can we somehow petition CBS and like Disney to let these guys just do what they're doing with that game, but like with Star Trek and Star Wars, please? I just have them make a Dominion game, like a Dominion War game, like another one, like not the one that came out 20 years ago, which apparently was garbage, but but another like Trek Dominion game. How great would that be? I mean, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yes, I'd, I'd want. Yes, I want that. Because, <laughs> no, I, I would mean, l- like. We could really, because because we haven't really had any sort of like Star Trek RTS, like real RTS, other than mods, um, in a yeah. very long time, or even some kind of a Star Trek strategy. I mean, the last one was Armada Two, right? That was the last Star Trek like strategy game, right? Well, I feel. Yeah. I feel. I feel like yeah, I have a legitimate, uh, like an actual game. I think Armada Two was the last Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, there've been tons of great mods for Distant Worlds, for Stellaris, for Sins of a Solar Empire. There've been a ton of great I mean, Trek mods. Is a, a fantastic mod for Sins. Right. However, but comma. <laughs> we would love a real Armada Three, like an actual, like good Armada Three. Um, I I have to admit I haven't played Armada one and two, so um, I'm gonna fix that. I know I'm gonna they fix were, that. They were they were definitely unique for sure, and they had some interesting mechanics. I wouldn't call them amazing RTSs, mm-hmm. or even great RTSs, but they I was certainly entertained by. Them. Yeah, I'd agree with that assessment. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna play them. I just. Uh, for the classic Monday space game stream, they're definitely on the uh, in the rotation uh, on the list. But we just did three Star Trek games, so <laughs> I wanted a little break from uh, from Star Trek games uh, for a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're definitely going to be playing them on Mondays. 
excuse me, devices to see if I can get them to work, which I hope I can. Um, but yeah, if they could, if those folks at was it Black Lab Games who's making Battlestar Galactica, I think it's Black Lab Games. Like, give them all the licenses. Just give them every. Just give them everything. I mean, we were we said this before. We were so skeptical about a BSG game. Yeah, we're all like, really? Yeah, because like we'd never we never have gotten anything like super grand from that IP. Just like just like we've never gotten anything super grand from the Stargate license either. Yeah. That's not to say there weren't any attempts, you know, either. So Right. It's like nothing ever came out. <laughs> right. Well, to be fair, the the BSG game on PS2 was Okay. It was pretty good. It was it's just very good. It's balls high. Yeah, it's I'll, insanely I'll difficult. That. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yes. I, I was the, trying the I, only other the only other one they did after that was BSG online and yeah. that was a pay to win mess. Yeah, I mess. played a lot of it. I know. But the uh yeah, the 2000 I think 2 or 3 uh console game, I've been, I've actually been trying to chip away at that thing recently. I'm like stuck on the fourth mission. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's great for a console. They got so much on the console gamepad. Like, especially for a game at the time. It's really impressive. But, damn. Uh, well, I mean, at, at least it's getting some... I mean, at least BSG's getting some, some like, content of something. I mean, at this point, it's looking like we've had two pretty good entries into the genre when it seemed like... We weren't yeah. going to get anything good because there's just like what? How? One, what kind of game can you make out of Battlestar that like that hasn't already been told in another media, right? Like mm. we've had the the TV and some comics and stuff like that. But like, what what can you do in a game that isn't going to just be like, all right, well this is boring. Well, BSG is um, a pretty damn narrow story, you know. It's like there's nobody but the people that are in this convoy. And we're being chased by the Cylons. Yeah, yeah. Plot, plot, plot wise, you're thin on like. Yeah, like lore, lore wise, the BSG universe is like a pamphlet compared to some other universes. Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I think Caprica, even though it wasn't as like acclaimed of a show, definitely explored some of the legacy of the lore of the Cylons, for example. Um, but. Which are, but for sure, it's done not as deep as a lot of the other stuff that's out there. But I was going to say, like, at least we got something, though, from them because, you know, for example, one of my all time, like, well, I've got two, but like, one of my all time favorites is uh, Stargate. And there was a, there was a couple of console games back in the 90s. I think there was the Super Nintendo. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a Super Nintendo. For the movie. Yeah. I was going to say for the movie. movie. Oh. Um, so there was, yeah, there was a, there was a side scrolling platformer. And then I, I feel like there was another one for at least like the Sega Saturn or Sega CD or something like that. Um, well, I got two, I got two for you. There were some, there have been two attempts to make a Firefly online. And yes, I remember this. Both have just crashed and well, burned and disappeared. See, <laughs> See here's so so flash forward. If we're talking about like sci-fi IPs to come to games, flash forward. Stargate did get a mobile game, hmm. but it was not great. Um, ask me how I know, but um, 
there was, and, and I know Spaz knows about this too, but man, in, in the early 2000s, uh, there was attempts to make a Stargate MMO. Uh, there what? was attempts to make an actual like uh, first person game. Um, there was, I mean, there was all kinds of things that they were like working on. And I don't know what I need to go like look into this. I don't remember what all the details were about it, but like all of that stuff just got canned quickly. There's, <clears throat> there's a trailer after the show. I'll, I'll link it. I'll link it to you, Brian. There's actually a game trailer for the MMO that they put out. What? Yes. Oh man. And it was supposed to take place in the far future of like the universe of Stargate where like the Stargate is just like freely like known and you're just like, you know, you're part of, you know, you explore the galaxy. So pretty crazy. Well, uh, the other property I was going to mention that I'm sad they never made a game out of was uh, space above and beyond. I mean, How perfect would that have been for a video game? You got your space fighter combat, you got your ground combat, you got your ship to ship like stuff, and you got your cargo run mission. You got ev- that show and everything. And ugh. it had everything except another season. Oh, well, yeah. Let me say that uh, right now. Oh, it deserved it. Not wrong. <laughs> yeah, and, it and Firefly are kind of like side by side for me right now. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you ever end up finding a DVD set of uh, Space Above and Beyond? Not in a good price range. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I swear I covet that thing. I've I got it when it first came out, and I will like never like if anyone has to borrow it, I'm like no. <laughs> that never leaves the house. <laughs> Just like my Alien Nation DVD set, that also never leaves the house. Because those are expensive. Uh, the final space game news I will bring up is that um, it's also Slytherin related. They had a f- space 4X game called Astra Exodus that was released last week. It dropped on last Thursday. And uh, we're going to have the developer on in a couple of weeks, which is going to be interesting because the reviews for that game. Whew, yeah, not great um yeah sitting right now at mostly negative on steam not great room for improvement Uh, yeah there have been games that have started out as mostly negative at launch and have steadily improved well um it can happen it can but slytherin um, but wouldn't kind of jump in there and provide some advice along the downside. They, they, I mean, they haven't done a lot of space four X's and I feel like if they had, they would have been like, okay, we played your game. It's exactly like master of Orion two. There's nothing different. <laughs> you have to add some kind of hook, something, but I've been playing through it. And it's like, I've played this a thousand times before. I hate to be negative, but it's like I've played the I, the, the deja vu is strong with this one. And yeah, but uh, is it a good Master of Orion two clone? Um, uh, 
if it if it's nothing but a Master Orion two clone, but it looks pretty good and it, the UI it's, is better, it's, then it's, I'm cool with that. It's got some weird foibles. Like it gives you a list of ships that you know that you can build like right away from the get go. But let's say there's two frigates. It does one of them is a scout and one of them is an attack frigate. But it doesn't say that anywhere. The only way you know that one's a scout frigate is that it has a default behavior of running away. And the other one has a default behavior of attacking. It doesn't call it a scout. It's not it's not labeled a scout. <laughs> and so I have accidentally built a scout when I meant to build Huh? Does it have different stats or equipment or something you can look at? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, oh, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, the other thing has guns. So, like, if you, like, show, so, yeah, I mean, but, like, looking at the two pictures next to each other, they're the exact same. And there's no, like, language to tell you, oh, I just clicked a scout. I just clicked a assault frigate. Like, nothing. Um, so that's that's one kind of maddening thing for me uh god there was a there are a few others and now i'm totally blanking on but yeah there have been oh the other thing is uh you'll get an alert at a turn hey um you know you've got some advice from your government guy and he, he tells you to turn lower your taxes so you can get more materials for whatever so okay i lower my taxes next turn hey you've got some advice from your government guy you should lower your taxes Okay, I'll lower my taxes as low as I can go. Next turn. Hey, you've got some advice from your government guy. You should lower your... I'm like, oh my God. Like every turn, they'd be telling me to lower my taxes and I couldn't lower my taxes. <laughs> this isn't early access. This just came out. So it's like, oh God. So it's got... But the developer is working on it. And so we're going to talk to him about it in a couple weeks. That'll be fun. <laughs> But yeah, right now I'm not feeling great on it because I feel like I've played it a thousand times before, you know, and it's hard to recommend. It's hard to recommend when someone can go get Master of Orion 2 or Stars in Shadow or Galsiv 2 or 3 or uh, Dawn of Andromeda or uh, uh, Endless Space 2 or... Uh, the, um, whatever other billion forgettable Master of Orion two, the I, I guess twenty sixteen's Master of Orion, uh, whatever however many other billion forgettable Master of Orion two style games there have been, uh, it's hard to recommend this one where it's buried under that mess. So sorry, Astra Exodus, <laughs> you got work ahead of you, but we'll talk about that, I guess. Um, so that is my space game news. Now, uh, Baz, I believe you have some space game news to share. I do indeed. Uh, the first thing is there is a giveaway for our Star Trek online players. There's a giveaway right now where you can get a discovery starter pack, which is worth about 20 bucks. If you are just buying it in game, this is kind of a big deal because, it also gives you bank slots, inventory slots, bridge officer slots for one of your characters. So, yeah, I'll link that in the stream chat. Yeah, the, the pack... Um, hold on a second. 
the Age of Discovery uh, pack comes with um, a prototype light exploration cruiser, which is uh, pretty nice. And uh, for all those who like Discovery or are amused by it, at least you get a Tartar grade companion. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's a non combat pet. And it's. Which is a shame. It's as kind. Of, which is a shame because I'd love to see it wrap its disgusting, teeth-filled face. Oh, there are there oh, are gr- combat pets of oh. that type. Oh, but oh. this one is a non-combat pet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. you ask. I, 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 uh, I find tardigrades terrifying. I. Uh, <laughs> uh. Now, I don't know if this was part of it, but like I had available on because so when you when you redeem the key, you go to the Zen store under promotions and you can redeem it there. And the bundle actually comes with two different things. So you get the Discovery Starter Bundle, plus you also get a cyborg miracle worker bridge officer, um, an elite services starter pack, and an exclusive emote uh called Poke. Which I don't know what that does yet. I haven't checked it out. So the but when I was in yeah. here, though, I got a Star Trek convention Hollow Lita bridge officer available. I don't know if that was part of it. No, not it part of there. it. Separate. I don't know. I don't know where she came from, but I have her now. But the Elite Services Starter Pack is only redeemable for one of your characters. So if you have a bunch of characters, just make sure you redeem it on the correct character. The other stuff is a, is uh, an account unlock. So you can get the ship, the bridge officer, the pet, all that on on uh, any of your characters. There's also a Picard pack. I heard there's also a Picard pack as well. There's a Picard bundle. Yes. Yes, there is. That is um, it's kind of expensive, but it it has the Miradorn Raider uh, uh, th- as a. Uh, I thought he said there's a Picard pet, and I thought like it would be like a little mini me. <laughs> no, it'd be the dog, the little pit bull number one that he's got. That's that's not in the game, but that would be funny. Oh, anyway, go on. What's in it? Oh, the uh, it has a Miradorn Raider from uh, the episode with the death of Professor Galen. And Picard goes off and leaves the Enterprise and disappears. Uh, so that ship is a fun ship to fly. If you like escort ships, oh, hell yes, it's fun to fly. I've been using it. I've been enjoying the hell out of it. It also yep. has the, uh, the T5 Enterprise D. It also has uh, the... Stargazer, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. That's and a, wow. Yeah, bunch, it's, it's, a, it's a fun little ship. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, the podcast we uh, Hunter and I both listened to called "The Greatest Generation." Uh, they're now being sponsored by Star Trek Online, and they're giving away one of those packs. And like in a contest, that's the only way I know about it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's kind of on me to keep up with the 
Star Trek Online news since yeah. Well, folks, if you're unaware, we day, so folks, if you're unaware, we have a very active contingent of Star Trek Online players. Uh, it's all PC, right? So PS4, Xbox, well, it's all. Yeah, our group is PC. Yes, right. Yeah. So yeah, there's uh, no cross-platform between PS4 and PC, unfortunately. Which so is a shame. That's a for shame. For us, it's yeah. For us, it's all PC. So yeah, folks, if you're into Star Trek Online, head over to our Discord. There's a link below on Twitch or YouTube where you can go to the spacegamejunkie.com site and click the link to Discord over there. Uh, but we have a very active uh, Star Trek Online contingent if you want to join. Uh, it's really great to see. I'm not in it at all because I only have room for one MMO in my life. Um, so uh, we have several people. Huh? Get your hobbits out of here. No one wants to hear about your hobbits. <laughs> but what about second breakfast? Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of very active uh, Star Trek online players. If you'd like to head over and uh, link up with them, uh, we'd be happy to have you. Just FYI. Uh, so Spaz, did you have other any other space gaming news? Well, uh, the other news I have is uh, it's it's a bit of a personal note, but I can throw mm. it out there just so you know about it. Uh, I have joined Jump Drive Studios as community manager. Jump so, Drive Studios, the folks making XO, or that is correct, or Kiss Hug, or whatever you want to. I mean, <laughs> 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 sorry, that was terrible. I mean, <laughs> if so I was going to make a test, sorry. So it doesn't affect anything as far as Space Game Junkie is concerned. I just have to make sure that if we bring Brian back on as a guest, that, you know, full disclosure, I'm part right. of the team. Other than that, uh, yeah, it's uh, started on Sunday. Congratulations on that. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome, actually. It's, Funnily it's, enough, it's the second game I helped kickstart and then joined the team afterward. <laughs> yeah, because the Kickstarter was like a thousand years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, was, I started as a as a Kickstarter backer on Quintet and then joined the dev team after that. And now here, that's happening again with XO. It's it's kind of a weird full circle sort of thing. It's all about who you know, man. It's all this networking we're doing. Um, Hunter, you, you, I believe you also had a piece of uh, space gaming news to share. Um, not really. I, I just wanted to echo what uh, mm. Spaz kind of mentioned with Star Trek Online. Um, hold on, real quick. How's my volume, by the way? Is my volume because I, I see someone said it's a bit low. See, you sound fine. To, you sound fine to me. I, 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 you sound fine to me, and you're not peaking anything. You're not going to the red. You, and the levels look good on the mixer, so. I mean, you sound fine to me. Well, anywho, um, so Star Trek Online uh, just put out some new content uh, for its 10th anniversary uh, called Legacy. And um, if you if you are remotely at all into Star Trek, one of the one of the great things about Star Trek Online that they've done it with this these two new missions that they put out is they have eloquently kind of um they've eloquently done a love letter essentially to star trek as a whole um 
and the entire franchise really the 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 entirety of the franchise they the ending to the two-part mission that they added to the game that you get to do just is kind of it it spaz was actually on the voice chat with me when i started uh, uh entering the tail end of of the mission and it it blew me away it it was one of those things where just like I couldn't have asked for just a better like um, thank you from the MMO developers to the Star Trek franchise. It was very, it was very well done. So, um, if you guys are remotely into Star Trek, I highly look uh, recommend looking into that because um, it's uh, it was it was really cool. I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to spoil the experience for somebody else. Right. It's 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 both. Kind of great and kind of sad that if you want new Star Trek gaming content, Star Trek Online is your only avenue, pretty much. Um, but to be fair, it's a good avenue. I was going. That's exactly what I was going to say. They're doing a good job being the caretakers of this universe. Um, well, let but- me let me say this: when 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 Star Trek Online hits, it does hit pretty hard, and they've been hitting pretty hard the last few times, especially with a lot of the new. Uh, the new Jim Hadar stuff that they've added in, a lot of the DS9 legacy type stuff that they've put in, um, a lot of stuff dealing with uh, Odo, uh, with Renee's kind of like last bits that he contributed to the game. It's uh, and Aaron's as well. And Aaron, that's that's right. I'm sorry, Aaron's as well. And uh, yeah, if 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 you're if you're a fan, they they've just done some really quality work with that stuff. I, I mean. The Jim Hadar stuff alone, the the new stuff that they put in, I guess the the new DS9 arc that they put in, quite literally feels like a season of Star Trek DS9, and that you're living it, like you're you're not just watching it, but like you're in it, and uh, it's that's kind of cool. Very few games I feel like make you feel like you're a part of the 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 world in that way. A lot of times it's just like you know. You're, you and like 50 other people are also killing the main boss. You know what I mean? Like in, in Star Trek online, they definitely kind of make you feel like you're, you're, you're it in the, in the show. So that's really great. Well, okay. So that's all the space gaming news that we uh, brought with us today. Y'all now we've got um, normal gaming, but non space gaming, I guess everything else gaming. Uh, the one piece thing I wanted to bring up is that uh, NVIDIA launched their new platform, their new streaming platform uh, called GeForce Now, which is uh, similar to Stadia, but better because it uses your existing games. <laughs> well, yes and no. Yes and no. So, okay. So if you... So Stadia, or excuse me, uh, GeForce Now has actually been in beta for several years. Uh, right. Several, several, several years. I mean, I've had, for example, I've I've been, um, I got my NVIDIA Shield portable back before they had the tablet and the console. They just came out with the portable probably about five and a half to six years ago at this point, I think. No, it was longer than that because it was before I got married. So it was definitely more than, I think it was like about six years ago now. And uh, I, so I've had this portable and even back then they were beta testing their G- 
GeForce Now stuff, and they were talking about the GeForce Now platform. During the beta process, it's definitely evolved to where you can utilize your own accounts through Steam in the cloud, and it'll stream your own games to you through their cloud service. So there's that. Plus, you can also, if I'm not mistaken, stream games that they have uh, access to as well. I think there's there's a there's a portion of that or a side portion of that where you can actually um it's like it's like games in their ecosystem that you can get your hands on as well but for them to have been here's here's the crazy thing though but for them to have been beta testing this for so long and it's and it's it's funny because like they're not nvidia right is not necessarily part of like the big um you know e3 stuff right they're not part of the not typically so it's not your microsoft's your sony's and your nintendo's right so like usually when you look at e3 it's like that and then like pc and even though maybe nvidia is part of pc in the in the realm of like they supply they supply the graphics cards like they're not really the company that is talked about right so NVIDIA having this technology and pushing this technology has really been pushing it upon a very small niche group of people. And they were doing, um, they were doing co-op streaming um, for a long time, even before steam added it in where you can play a local co-op game uh, even before Parsec, even before all these guys, NVIDIA was, was actually beta testing all that stuff. So, I think that's pretty crazy, right? That as long as they've been doing this and then all of a sudden out of the woodwork, Google comes along and goes, Hey guys, check this thing out. (laughs) When, when Google announced that stuff, it kind of made me want to slap them. Right. I'm just like, you know, you guys are not original. Like you didn't create this concept. Like you're not, you're not. And it just, it, it felt awkward to me because it's just like, we, we've, you know, this this isn't oh, new. Yeah, what concerns me about the whole damn thing is that you have to buy games through them. What happens when they shut it down? Because it's Google. They're gonna shut it down. Right. There, like there's a, a, there's a couple a high, of there's a high chance that they're right. That that's the that's the biggest <laughs> argument, Brian, because first of all, not only do you have to buy games through them, you can get they, they do put out some free games from time to time, like you know, some of these other services, but you have to first of all you have to buy their hardware, which is funny because you have to buy their controller, right? You have to sign up for their ridiculous service, which is expensive. And that's that, right? Like you're one once once you know once you do that, like if you don't if, if their service goes away, now you're stuck with a controller that doesn't and games you no longer have access to. Yeah, like and not, the, not only that uh, it not only that, Brian, they're games that are like worse versions of other game of the same games on other platforms. So like you might be able to play Borderlands three through Stadia, but it's not going to be the same version of Borderlands three. Everybody else has through uh, Epic. Oh God. <laughs> right. Uh, so, and, and G forces um, service is only $5 a month as well, which is makes it, Amazing. I think also, that that's, <laughs> That's that's a very attract. Like I might even try that. That sounds very, very. I don't know. I don't. I don't have any other devices that I would need to do this. But I want to try it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, 
so here's so here's so here's an argument for you. You talked about like in Google Stadia. <laughs> Right. You know, I think I think ownership of games has always been like I think a concern for a lot of gamers, especially the console mm-hmm. gamers, because it's like, hey man, my my games. What are you like? What about my my games? You know, we've we've been living in a world where Steam has existed for a long time, so the idea of digital goods has been a thing. And even though Steam has been around and it has no signs of ever going anywhere, there's always that chance <clears throat> that Steam might just go away. In which case, all of those digital games that you've bought through Steam, unless you've backed them up somewhere, just don't exist anymore. Um, which is also kind of a thing because even though even though Steam allows you the opportunity to download the games locally to you, if their service is gone, you won't be able to ever get them again. You know what I mean? So it's it's like a it's like a weird trade-off where you, the benefit from something like steam and xbox and playstation is, is when you buy the game digitally you download it locally and then you just have it on your local hard drive and can play it um and that's the thing about uh, microsoft with their new xcloud stuff that they're getting ready to come out with which is going to be the same thing as what stadia and uh, the g4 stuff is so but they also have their game streaming service of their game pass which is a slightly it's not game streaming but it's like their game pass which is essentially you get access to a whole slew of games for a very low monthly cost so when you combine that with their xbox live service you're looking at a very low monthly cost to not only get access to constantly play games online but to get access to all of the almost all of the latest first party games that um, Microsoft's going to be putting out, so you know, and quite a few third party games. So I mean, it's it's quite an attractive offering at such a low cost from Microsoft. The thing that is appealing about Nvidia's solution is, is you're not paying for access to. Um, it's not an additional cost. So like with with. Um, with Xbox, you have to have Xbox Live and Game Pass, right? If you want to pill, if you want to play like the online portions of things, or, but like with Nvidia, it's just like you're just paying for the Nvidia service to stream the games to you because you're not paying for access to like it's the Xbox Live argument, right? Like you know, Xbox players have to have to pay to play online, as where PC players don't. So. That's the nice. That's the nice uh, thing about that. Right, and uh, I'm I'm tempted to sign up just to give it a shot. Very tempted, to be perfectly honest. But uh, that was that's my one bit of non-space game news. Jim, you have a couple things uh, that you want to talk yeah, about. Fallout seventy six will be amazingly appearing on Steam. No one will give a shit. And uh, <laughs> language. <laughs> yeah, the I, good. Yeah, so they're going to bring it over to PC, and uh, it wow. also comes with the new DLC, which is going to add humans everywhere. Um, which was the thing they were like, "Oh yeah, we're not doing that." Well, now they're doing that because they found out that was a bad idea. Eh, that's about it. And then uh, Warcraft is giving instant refunds for Warcraft 3, which Hunter has a whole long rant about that. I'm sure. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Um, 
You also mentioned a game that you looked interested in, uh, the mech game. What was that? That's an excellent question because I forget. You looked at a green room. Yeah, Damon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Damon uh, X Machina. Yeah, Damon X Machina. That was a game, a, a uh, GameCube, a uh, Nintendo Switch exclusive. And oh. then they found out that they should probably put it on the PC. So that's coming to Steam. The store page is already up for it. But it's going to be 50 bucks. Uh, I'm going to say no. Don't buy it at 50 bucks. Does it have? I wonder if it has enough content to justify that price. Because I saw that Not too. And <laughs> Nope. I mean, it's a cool <laughs> game on the Switch. But even the Switch people were like, game's really short. Uh, all uh, the customization stuff you can do doesn't really matter. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of, they were kind of disappointed. So it's, it's like, yeah, if this is coming out at 20 bucks, uh, sign me up, but not at 50. Yeah. We'll probably get it on deep sale. Cause it does have co-op. So I am intrigued, but yeah, I'm waiting for under $10 for that one. Cause it's like, they're charging a full 60 for it. I think out the gate, but it's on like a, has a discount on it right now, but who the hell? Yeah. I don't know. There are other mech games to play right now. Yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> uh, Spaz, I mean, I'm had... intrigued, but I'll wait. Yeah, exactly. It's not going anywhere. Spaz, you had a few couple pieces of um, of uh, news, I think. Yeah, um, our, our friends, the Tracy Brothers, who we all know for the Star Trader series, they've got a new Kickstarter, which is, well, it... it was funded within a day, basically. Yeah, um, Kickstarter that's been kickstarted within like twelve hours. Uh. Yeah, yeah. It's and I just looked it in stream chat. In fact, it looks really cool. Turn based, yeah. uh, turn based game in in the Cyber Knights uh, universe. So it's yeah. I'm very intrigued to see where is they're going to go with it. Is this their second or third Cyber Knights game? Because I know they've done a couple on mobile. I've played at least one of them. But I, I think they've done one or two uh, mobile Cyber Knights I, games I'm, before this one. I'm tempted to say it's your second. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not. You're yeah. probably right. They still have 30 days to go. <laughs> yeah, and they've already, they still have 30 days to and go. They've and they already, hit their goal. <laughs> they've already blown through a couple of the stretch goals. Um, I think three or four of them last I looked. Yeah, they are. I mean, they've got the goodwill. People love their games, so I'm I I was less than surprised to hit see it hit their goal that quickly because they're great. You know, they're yeah, they, yeah. they are great. <laughs> In terms of post release support, there are a few devs that oh can my. claim to support their games that th- far ahead of uh, <laughs> release. I think we're almost at 200 Star Traders Frontiers updates at this point. I think they just did. 197 or 198, I think. Uh, so and, and, and we constantly wonder whether or not they even sleep. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're, I think they're data and lore. I think they're like they're, they're androids who, who ingest, uh, uh, in, in, was it the, uh, the liquid nutrients to keep their bio functions going, but that's it, that's all they do, <laughs> they don't sleep. <laughs> or anything, <laughs> or whatever the hell data said. Um, 
it is good for him. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, those guys do not sleep, and we love them for it. And it's great to see uh, them continue to be successful, because when you see someone that dedicated, you want to see them be successful. And so we could not be happier for uh, the was it Tracy brothers? Is that how you say it? I keep saying mm-hmm. Trees. It's Tracy. Like T. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I kept mispronouncing their name. <laughs> I just say it how it's spelled. Um, but yeah, folks, if uh, you want to head over and uh, check out that Kickstarter and give them maybe a tiny bit more money to make them feel even better, why not? Because I mean, <laughs> it's going to be They're a great game. It. They're good for they it. They make. For it. They make great games. So even on mobile, like I played a bunch of their games on mobile. They are deep and fantastic. And as you all know, Star Trader's Frontiers is probably one of the best space games of the last decade. Uh, it's just so God deep. Uh, Crafty Dog, they've got multiple stretch goals. Last I saw, they had like eight of them or 10 of them. And I think they've already blown through four. <laughs> Uh, well, it looks like they've blown through one, but the others are announced. And oh, I see. I see. I misread then. Uh, so, oh, so was it they've blown through one and announced three more? I think was that. Yeah, so, okay, I misread. And I think I think that once they start getting closer to like the other ones, they'll start announcing the rest of them. But yeah, they've definitely hit their first stretch goal. Crafty Dog, we're talking Star Traders Frontiers is the space game that they made that is just... Thank you, Spaz. I was about to post that myself. Um, but you're a little more quick. You're a little quicker on the draw. <laughs> uh, yeah. Reflexes. Yeah, we all love uh, Star Traders... <laughs> Front- we all love Star Traders Frontiers around here. Um... So yeah, so so great to see them be successful. Uh, Spaz, did you have any other um, non-space gaming news to talk about? Well, technically, this is actually space gaming news. I just neglected to mention it. Mm. After over seven years on Steam, FTL got achievements. Oh God! Right. <laughs> I saw that and I forgot about so, it because so does so is everybody gonna have to go back and play through it again just to get them? Nope, nope. You know, nope, no. Nope. If you already had them unlocked, the the you just fire up your game and whatever you already had unlocked becomes unlocked. Oh really? That's pretty great. Yeah, actually. Yeah, That's... and I dove back into the game because, well, you know, I love roguelikes, and so yes, uh, I dove back in. I'm up to 124 hours in the game now. Oof. And it's a great game. One of the best. But that that is, I forgot about that. That is funny that after however many, uh, seven years. Seven years, yeah. Jeez. (laughs) I mean, hey, more power to them. They're still doing stuff to the game after seven years. That's amazing. I mean, I think at this point they can do whatever the hell they want. Because... That game spawned its own subgenre of space games. Yeah, yeah, and and think about how many games since then have taken inspiration not just from FTL but from the 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 roguelike genre in general, and 
would not exist now if not for FTL, or at least not exactly. in the form they took. I mean, yeah, I think you can give um, F- you, out there. Yeah, out there. Uh, let's see. There's um, uh, shortest trip to Earth. Right. There's XO. XO. Which, yeah, I, <laughs> that's taken a it, lot of inspiration from that. You got Icarus, which is kind of a first person FTL. Sure. Uh, there's also, surprisingly enough, Slay the Spire because of the node-based oh, travel was inspired right. by FTL. So, yeah, it's yeah, we, <laughs> the same thing influential game is a, a bit of Yeah, we got to give F- FTL a lot of credit because, one, it, it gave a lot of people inspiration to make their own game. But, two, it showed people that, hey, people want space games. I mean, beyond Star Citizen and Elite, of course, people saw FTL and go, hey... I could probably make a game like that. And people want space games. So now we're like not drowning in space games. We have so many space games. And I think FTL is a huge reason for that. So we got nothing but love for FTL around here. Um, Came out at the right time and did just about everything right. I can't play it because it gives me terrible anxiety. But it's a great game. So, yeah, seven years, and they finally got achievements. Well, I guess they're going to have DLC in another five. Uh, Could be. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're probably still going to throw stuff at uh, Into the Breach, oh, God. I assume. They, have, they, have, they haven't thrown anything at that, have they, since it was released? No, no, not that you I, know they're I, gonna they've ha- been patching. But, but. but it's such a huge hit for them. It's such a huge hit for them. You know they're going to be adding stuff to it. Um, Industries of Titan. That sounds familiar. Oh yeah, it's that's going to be uh, on Epic. <coughs> I'm very much looking forward to that. Right. Excuse me. Oh yeah. Oh right. Yeah, that one. I completely forgot about that game. So, uh, Hunter. Oh wait, Spaz. Did you have any more non? Space gaming, any news to cover? Uh, well, uh, just one little minor thing. Um, yeah, flashing lights got an update today. What? What did it get? Yeah. What did it get? What did it get? Uh, they 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 fixed the getting in and out of cars animation. Oh, well, <laughs> that def that definitely did need to be fixed. <laughs> yes, that definitely needed yeah. fixing. Absolutely. I thought um, this wasn't going to be the patch podcast. No, it's just but we, a minor we, thing. But, but we, we love mean, flashing lights. We did stream it, and twice. we love flashing lights. We want to get we, more people playing it. We streamed it twice. Uh, they, it's a, oh, it's so good. <laughs> they added a tow truck? Oh, yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, a tow truck. Oh, boy. We're going to have to stream. I'm going to have to put it back in the calendar. We're going to have to stream it again. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely do that again. Folks, if you're not aware, uh, it's not a space game, but since we've started streaming a more wider variety of things, uh, we've streamed stra- Flashing Lights twice now. It is a open world game where you can be a police person, a firefighter, or a EM, uh, EMT. And you get jobs to go around the city and save people or stop crimes or get cats out of trees. And it's isn't janky. That the, uh, isn't that mm. the GTA five like role playing server? No. I don't know. I don't know. This this is a separate game. I and I saw someone streaming that though the other day. I saw someone streaming what the hell was it called? Like five M or something like that, where they're a cop? 
and you could totally RP being a cop. I saw someone streaming that the other day in G in um, GTA Online. But uh, not free space. <laughs> but this is a this this is an open world game where you can be a cop uh, or a firefighter, and it's got multiplayer co op, and it's janky as hell, but it's so much fun. You can save cats from trees, put out fires, and like you can have up to what twelve, pe- ten people on a server, right? No, I think it's ten to twelve. Yeah, <laughs> Brian. And and they, if there's a cat stuck in a tree, you got a couple ways to go about it. You can get a ladder and you can put it up to the tree and then go get the cat, or you can Rock cut the tree down. The tree. Oh, I was gonna say when Brian said save cats from trees or some of the trees, ants. You know, you gotta watch. Oh, <laughs> oh, that'd be a fun game. But no, no, no ants. <clears throat> so yeah, arms. <laughs> <laughs> we this have decided sh- you are not cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's great. That's really great. Um. So that's a nice little bit of news uh, for a little game we love that we will probably be streaming again. Uh, so we kind of saved the best for last because, Hunter, you got some stuff to talk about. Yes, uh, but before I get into the meat and potatoes, as it were, uh, there is um, something of note that Wizards of the Coast has announced uh, a story-driven RPG studio to be led by some former Bioware veterans. Oh, um, particularly last, I think it was the last April, they hired um, James Olin, who worked on Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter Nights, Knights of the Old Republic, Dragon Age, uh, the, the Star Wars uh, Knights, or the Star Wars The Old Republic MMO, Jade Empire, and Mass Effect, stuff like that. I think he had a little to do with Anthem before he left. Um, but yeah, him and this other guy were former uh, Bioware vets, and so Wizards of the Coast has those guys kind of like leading the studio. I'm kind of curious to see what comes from that. There's a little gaming news for you. Hmm, and that's, um, that's good. Yeah, so I, I put a I put a link to the, the the article I found on PC Gamer there in the on the podcast green room. But um, so I I kind of want to like take a moment and talk about Blizzard and um Blizzard Blizzard's uh, stepdad Activision is uh is is really rich and has a lot of money and has been like spoiling the crap out of their child Blizzard. And Blizzard's just kind of like lost its way. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Stupid analogy aside, I just I really think the uh, the the stuff going on with Blizzard over the last couple of years has just been kind of ridiculous to say the least. I mean they've they've had they've had a lot of heavy bad marks over the last two years that are just obnoxious, and. Um, you know, the whole, the whole political nonsense aside with, you know, the, the banning of the, you know, the players from league tournaments just because of their opinions on certain things and like the way they hand it's, it's not that like they don't have a right to handle certain things, certain ways, but at the same time, the way in which they handled it with the overbearing force in which they handled it and the, the lack of 
um clarity on things they're 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 not their their openness is very not open on a lot of stuff to the debacle on their announcement with Diablo mobile right you guys have phones right Ugh. you know it's yeah. it's one of those things where I could I compare that I compare the so like a year later they come back and we're like I'm we're sorry here's Diablo Force trailer and it's just like, well, that's cool, but like you have me nervous now, Blizzard, because you look at something like Gearbox with Homeworld 3, they're like, here's Homeworld 3, and it's coming. But we also want to let you know that we're working on a Homeworld mobile game on the side that's like, just, just so you know, but the, our, our, the, the big announcement here is Homeworld 3, right? As we're, as we're Blizzard's big announcement, you know, two years ago was like, oh, hey, here's here's the next diablo game you guys have phones right and it's just kind of like wait are you guys joking this is a joke like literally people asked is this a joke during the q a like that's how that's how dumbfounded and shocked people were that that was that was even real um to so so all you combine all the things that they have been doing over the last couple years just all the bad pr just all the bad practices to what has happened with Warcraft 3 Reforged, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. It's just it's it's more bad PR, uh, and it's more bad, like you know, it's more it's, it's just it's more it's bad in every level. Like there is yeah, nothing like, this even, didn't it's, touch. It's, right. And it's one of those things where it's just like it's hard to even freaking express just like how ridiculous this was so to kind of boil it down into simplest term they over over a year ago at this point they announced this game you could pre-order it which is what i did i pre-ordered this thing oh no december of i, I pre-ordered it oh. december of 2018 i'm sorry man and i so i pre-ordered december of 2018 because i i i, I love blizzard's ip right warcraft 3 was slash is still technically a fantastic game. I I love StarCraft. I love StarCraft 2. I love Diablo's 1 and 2 for sure. I've 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 got a like non opinion really about Diablo 3. It's a good dungeon crawler. It looks pretty. I prefer Diablo 2's mechanics better, but I mean who knows? It looks like Diablo 4 is gonna get a good mix of all that stuff. But given everything going on, as excited as I am, I am definitely not holding my breath. Um, so, so Warcraft three is in development and it's supposed to have, you know, had a lot of things touched up, new interfaces, new everything. And it launches, like I I'm playing the beta about a month before it comes out and it's just a very buggy experience. The menu, the gameplay, everything is sluggish and slow. And mind you, I've got a 2070 in my machine. I've got like, you know, an eight core processor, you know, 30 something gigs of RAM. You know, I ain't, I ain't running on dirt. I, you know, it's, it's not a potato over here. And it was just kind of shocking. I was like, well, this is the beta. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the release is going to be about. And the game releases and I go to play it and the menu is just sluggish and buggy as hell. And I was like, well, hold on a second, guys. I thought, 
I thought this was like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> you know, just like, hold on a second. Like it was unplayable. Like for me, it was unplayable. Now, granted, there are there were a few people out there that didn't have a bad experience. Like they were able to launch the game and play. And for and for those people, I say, I, you know, congratulations. I hope you enjoy your your time with it, and I hope you can understand the like the tribulation that all the rest of the community is going through um, because it's not, it's not just like a handful of people. It's a lot of people like the game launched was sluggy. Like it, the it, bugs just, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Um, and then the news kept getting worse from there. It forced all of the classic people to update to the new launcher and utilize the new launcher because they're trying to get rid of the old battle.net system of, of things. So they're, 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 they they forced an update to the classic game to use the new launcher, which again is kind of like, well, no one asked for that. No one, no one wants to use that. Like I was playing classic. If they didn't want to play the new thing, why would you force that upon the old players? For one, two, it's kind of like it's kind of like the StarCraft remake, right? When they re-released starcraft with the remaster whatever it was like you you could still use the old menu you could still use the old like you know it was all still pretty much the same when they remastered it they didn't they didn't really uh destroy anything for people who wanted the classic look still um like you can still play in like a four by three resolution if you wanted to you know what i mean like they 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 haven't taken away the 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 opportunity for people who want to still play the classic game, right? This is not that, right? And so they they forced this update on people. They took away not not only did Reforge not come out with all the same features that Classic had, they actually updated Classic to not have any of the feed like any of the features other than just standard multiplayer and the campaign. Like all the custom like matches and map making stuff was all, um, not in all of it, but there was like a good chunk of like the 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 customization multiplayer stuff that was just that's just gone, um, and they reversed that and put that on the classic players as well, which is the, which is I think completely unfair and unwarranted, um, and then to kind of like drive a nail home because valve got a hold of the dota name and franchise and went and ran oh right right now now blizzard has put this kind of mandate that any mods for the game are their property and it it's it's to it's to it, it is quite literally to stop the next dota from happening so that way they can reap any and all the benefits what granted i i i can i can understand that but at the same time what about the person who made it you know and that's and that's the concern that i have is like you know like what does this mean for the individual who put all that effort in to make something fun Right now, you take you, know, you take their hard work and you make the profit off of it, and um, I think I think that's not cool either. Um, so, like on every single level, it just there was just so many things about it that were bad, and then then you start getting into the people that were getting banned on the forums for wanting a refund, 
threads on the forums that were talking about refunds were like deleted. Like there was, there was so much other like bad PR and things that were happening and like moderation that was unnecessary to, to it just, it feels like, um, feels like, uh, somebody besides blizzard is pulling the strings on on this for some reason i don't know it just doesn't doesn't feel like the blizzard that we know um now i will say this today i took it upon myself to open up the the game because i still have it because i didn't refund it um i took it upon myself to open up the game and the game actually was smooth the menu was smooth the gameplay was smooth the game is actually playable right now so that's good news um but because of all this, <laughs> Blizzard has an instituted the instant refund button for people. <laughs> so, dear Lord, that. what? Yeah, if you want a refund, they 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 gave they're giving people like instant refunds now. I guess so. It's just like you know, and this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Like bl- bl- the Blizzard that we knew and loved, and and companies that were like Blizzard. In, in the time frame when Blizzard was, you know, like you used to look at Blizzard and you'd think like there's a property who puts out solid IPs. Like they put out, I mean, you may not like all their games, right? Personally, because you just might have, like you just might be into StarCraft. You might be into their RTSs, but you don't like Diablo. And that's fine, but it's still like one of those things where a lot of people, even though they didn't play Diablo, respected Diablo because it was just like, well, that looks like a very well-made game. And, you know, so many companies it feels like, and I'm not trying to put this on the developers. I'm trying to put this on, on, um, cause it's not their fault, right? They, they, they make a game to the specifications in which they're told to make it. You know, they're, they're told to go a certain direction with things and that's the direction that they go. And so I can't fault the, the, the grinders on this, but what I do fault are the peoples that are pulling the strings saying like, do this now or else, you know, our all of, all of our investors are screaming at us because we haven't put a real game out in so many years. You know, and this is this is the same company who says that they're coming out with an Overwatch two, which is just a glorified DLC for their first game. <laughs> it's like it's because because I don't know if you guys heard about this. Did you hear about the Overwatch nonsense? No. So Overwatch two is is essentially everything that Overwatch one is. Plus, um, a single player game, like a single player component, in like two new map modes or whatever it is, two more, two new like uh, multiplayer modes. I think it's multiplayer. They get they get something a little extra. But here's the funny thing, though, like all of the multiplayer stuff, with the exception of those two new things, are coming to uh, Overwatch One. Yeah, well, it's it's basically a standalone DLC that's the price of the full game, but. Eh, but, that's but the not thing, as agreed. But the but well, no, it's not. But like the come out and bust the old game, you know. <laughs> no, that's well. But that's the thing, though, is like they didn't want people who were playing Overwatch One to feel like they were left out because they couldn't invest in Overwatch Two. So it's like all the multiplayer stuff is still going to be the same in both games. So like, if you're in playing Overwatch One, you're playing with people who could also possibly be an overwatch okay <laughs> i know nothing of overwatch except that it exists that's all i know about overwatch um yeah blizzard 
Blizzard's, you know, shine has really gotten dull over the last several years. And it's really sad to see. Really sad to see. Um, when yeah, when I heard, you know, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say when I heard about the modding thing, especially because uh, one of the big, th- one of the neat things about you know StarCraft and Warcraft were all these amazing custom games people would make, like go kart racing and soccer, and like I didn't really play them much, but I dabbled with them just to see what people did with their creativity. It was amazing. And now Blizzard's like, well, if you do that, we own it. Like, why do you hate people? Yeah, we had a long talk about that the other night in here. So, and it's not really that they own it. It's just that other people can't take the name of your mod. Like what happened with Dota, where Valve ended up with Dota, but Dota was originally a Warcraft mod. So Blizzard's just like, well, the only thing that we can own of it we can't own the actual gameplay or the idea of the mod, but we can own that name. So you can't just take the name somewhere. It's like um, with the battle Royale stuff, right? Where they did player unknowns battlegrounds, but it was basically built off of Arma. So had they called it the same thing that they called it in there, then Bohemia could have said something. So yeah, just forced a name change, basically. Yeah, so so that's pretty much what it boils down to is like you got you've got well, I think even Player Unknown Battleground tried to sue Fortnite for like intellectual property, but it's it's kind of like saying like, well, it, it'd be like it'd be like Quake trying to sue Unreal Tournament. You're just like, hold on, dude. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's similarities, yes, but it's 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 uh... yeah, and honestly, I feel that in the case where it's a very specific mechanic, like the shrinking circle on the map that, you know, yeah, at that point you should be able to actually have something on. You know, you can't, you can't lift the exact thing of my game and change the name and then. But apparently that's not how the law sees it. So whatever. Sorry, I just so I got a battery backup a couple weeks ago and it just clicked on for some reason. Like, what happened? <laughs> so I guess it works. <laughs> Yay! Uh, probably it's a self test. Oh, really? Yeah, they they normally go through self tests every once in a while just to make sure things are going. No, it says the 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 software says it intervened for some reason. Oh, Your lights still on. Uh, it's dark in the room. I didn't have my lights on. Um, oh, the printer's on. I wonder if the power just blinked. Uh, so, yay. I guess we had a five-second little blackout, but I didn't notice anything. Good job. And, uh, if you're wondering, folks, this is an APC <laughs> uh, battery backup. I got it because we apparently had a blink out in the middle of the night. I come back, I come to my PC, and, like, one of my GPU fans is spinning like a jet engine. And I'm like, I don't want that to happen again. (laughs) So I shelled out for this relatively expensive APC, or UPC, uh, battery backup thing. It's great. So, yay, it works. Um, So, um, real quick, I was going to say, somebody in the chat's been watching Picard. (laughs) 
Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Picard is great so far. It's it's great. So yay. Yeah. I was going to say d- despite the the little like things that are bugging me about it that just don't quite line up with like previous Trek, it is way more uh enjoyable than uh some of the other new Trek we've gotten. <laughs> So have have they shown like the original Enterprise anywhere like as a model or like Are you talking you know, about TOS? The MPs or something. Yeah, the TOS yes. Enterprise. Because I'm yes. wondering, did they show the original TOS Enterprise or did they show yes. the JJ version? TOS. Okay. Cause that makes all the difference because that tells you where you're at. Oh, it's pretty yeah, let's not go into spoilers, guys. Let's not go into spoilers because there are people who still haven't seen it. Sure. So, but if if anyone's uh, wondering, that, it's it, what I just what I what I just said though is in the trailer. So there is the the trailer does show. That's true, and it is in the Prime universe. It has nothing to do with the JJ verse, the Kelvin timeline, Good. different timeline, uh, entirely. We are past Nemesis, still in the Prime timeline. Um. Yeah, we are twenty years past Nemesis, I believe. Yeah, I believe twenty years past Nemesis. Uh, and it's great, you guys. It's really great. Not even kidding. It's great. Um, just FYI. Uh, so I wanted to wrap up with just a little catch-up of what we're all playing lately. Um, like, the one or two games that uh, that really have our attention lately. So, Jim, I'll start with you. What are, would you say, the top one or two games you've been playing lately that have taken up the majority of your gaming time? The last two weeks, all I've played is Elite. Like Elite? I'm I'm just yeah. What? Just because uh, I'm calling I'm kind of wallowing in self pity, and uh, needed a game that was terrible. So no. Oh. Um. Honestly, it's it's because they they were gonna nerf diamond mining, so I decided it's time to go diamond mining, and uh, I went and made like three hundred million in two days. And and now it's like, oh, okay, now I can do any ship that I want. So I'm just kind of like screwing around and getting my Federation rank up now because I kind of want a Corvette and I haven't been able to have one. So I actually have something to do. But as soon as I get the Corvette, I'm going to park it and quit playing probably because then it's like, well, nothing to do. Oh, boy. Elite. Wow. But that I'm is... having fun just like, you know, having just a, a sort of chill experience with I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. That was just not the answer I was expecting. Like, at all. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, if it's what you need right now, it's what you need. You know, you have it, so why not take advantage of it? You know? It, if if it's... If you're an old hat at it, it doesn't ask much of you, really. So it's like, why not? You know, you can definitely game to podcast, too. You know what I mean? Um... Baz, what about you? What would you say is your top one or two games recently? Well, uh, aside from STO, which is obvious because I play that every day. Of course. uh, I go back into FTL and I've been enjoying that quite a bit. (coughs) Trying to get some of the the things that I was not able to get earlier on in, in my earlier playthroughs, so trying to earn those achievements. Uh, The other one is Slay the Spire. Because I'm on a total uh, roguelike kick these days. 
Oh, and one other, <laughs> which I'm terrible at, Planetary Dustoff, which, if you've not heard of that, is uh, uh, ARPG-style um, pixel art and very, very difficult. I still haven't gotten past... I've gotten past the first boss twice. <laughs> but then when you die, you have to start all over again. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's it's a real almost like that, that big round thing that uh, kind of bullet hells. Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. very bullet hell. <laughs> yeah, because it started out looking like a nuclear throne sort of game, and then I saw it like switch into bullet hell, and I was like, oh. "Well, it is a yeah, it would be." It reminded like, me of uh, Enemy Gungeon. Gungeon. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very much in that vein. Um, Maybe not as complex as Gungeon, but uh, kind of a uh, a mix between the difficulty of Binding of Isaac and the complexity of Enter the Gungeon. Sort of in between those two. Uh, Hunter, what about you? What's been taking up your gaming time of late? Uh, oh, man. Um... God. Uh, Star Trek Online. Of course. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Conan Exiles. I've been playing quite a bit of Conan Exiles. Uh, really? How was that? I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I got a server set up. It's currently it's currently down because I'm doing some um, migration, my, some server migration stuff here at home. But I had a server set up. I had a buddy of mine playing on it with me, and uh, I've actually been digging it. They've got pets and mounts and all kinds of stuff now that you can get. Um, it really kind of just enhances the exploration of the world a lot. Uh, there's a lot more like interaction type stuff that you can actually do in the game now. That's that's a lot of fun, and uh, starting to get into like exploring some of the dungeons and um, caves and stuff like that. So there's there's quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of stuff in the game uh, that I like. I I was having trouble with it before because it felt like just a standard survival crafting game with not a lot to to do other than just like craft and survive. So now that there's there's more there there feels there feels to me like there's a lot more to it, now. and um, like you can get these I forget what they're called but they're like these big um, these giant like turtle gorillas or whatever they're called, and uh, you can actually you can actually find you can actually pick up uh, infant versions of them. And take them back and like tame them and raise them, and then they they become adult versions. And um, you can actually have them follow you, and they become your pack mule and like assistant. So like if you come under attack by something, like they'll fight it off with you. And if you become like encumbered, you can actually dump a whole bunch of your inventory onto them, um, which is pretty cool. So there's just you know more more than when I first started playing it. like when I first started playing, I felt like it was just like constant, like die, respawn, die, respawn, and now I, it doesn't feel like that. So, but I haven't really been doing that because, like I said, I've been dealing with like some server migration stuff at home. 
because mm. um, I have a couple, I have a couple of servers here, and so I'm trying to migrate uh, resources and things around. But um, so it's primarily been STO as far as like the prime game that I uh, that I've been been playing the most of. Um, I had to stop doing my um, I had to stop doing my Star Wars streams on Sundays um, because I ran into a unique little glitch with Kotor and oh. uh, OBS. I showed this to Jim and he was like, "I've never seen that." What happened? It's it's strange. So if I'm if I'm playing if I'm playing Kotor two or this this actually happened in Kotor one, but it wasn't as noticeable. So if I'm playing Kotor two. And I, I'm like on the screen. If I'm not touching my mouse, if I'm just doing everything with the keyboard, um, everything's fine in OBS. But as soon as there's like action on the screen and I'm moving my mouse around, like say while turning, the if you if on my on my on my screen when I'm playing, I don't notice it at all. I don't even see anything change. But right. but over on OBS. If I look over at OBS, well, I'm like if I'm spinning my character and I move my mouse, the game goes like stuttery and laggy and like all kinds of. Is this on? Glitchy. Is this on game capture or display capture? It's on display capture because you can't quite get it under under game capture. It's really <sighs> strange. But here's 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 the here's the deal. I have when you look at the statistics because OBS, like the latest version of OBS, has tons of statistics in it, right? Like you can pull up all kinds, of, like just stat. I'm getting zero rendering lag. I'm getting zero frame rate drops due to like whatever. I'm getting uh, max FPS. I'm getting no like just no general frames dropped. Nothing. And yes, Ch- uh, Chatham's or however you say your name. I did disable cursor capture on OBS and it didn't change anything. As a matter of fact, oh, the, the cursor the cursor disappears from the game, but whenever I move the mouse, it still glitches out. Like Jim and I spent probably a solid half an hour just looking at it, trying all kinds of different settings, and it was just like there I have nothing. So I'm still trying to sort that through. It's not that I'm gonna stop streaming or like stop doing Star Wars games, oh. it just kinda like I mean, it's it's hard to play a game it, like that when it, like yeah, it took the can, took the wind out. Well, of your I mean, how, how is someone supposed to watch that? Like, especially yeah. like if I'm not seeing it on my end, it's only happening through OBS. Um, I have to, I should probably like record it happening like as it's happening because I can probably get that to come out and I can just show yeah. you guys. It is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Should so. also well, you should also ask on the OBS Discord. Uh, they're insanely helpful over there. Uh, well, I posted thing. on I posted on the subreddit with a question and told him I'd follow up with a video later to kind of show it. Um, mm. I might jump on their Discord too and just be like, "Hey, have you tried the widescreen patch?" Apparently, according to PC Gaming Wiki, there is a widescreen patch. I'm wondering if so. Might... The widescreen patch is better applied to Kotor One, um, but Kotor Two, if you use the like the community like enhancement thing that adds all that content. One of the things that it does is it also adds in the um, the widescreen feature. But here's the deal, though, right? Here's the deal. I totally believe that it has something to do with the game engine or whatever the game situation is with that game and OBS. Because any oh. other games that I have, it's not an issue. And it only happened in KOTOR. 
and KOTOR 2. Well, Check I'm going to... I'm going to... Is gonna, that not crazy? I'm going to post um, a utility I found recently in, um, in the green room. It's called DG Voodoo 2. Um, it, it, it helps older games run like more smoothly. And I used it for Star Lancer the other day. And prior to using it, it Star Lancer would flicker. It would stutter. Uh, no, it, it was, was it, terrible. Was it flickering and stuttering as you were playing it or in yes. OBS? In OBS. It was in OBS. Not as I was playing so it not, in OBS. Oh, interesting. Uh, yes. So, send that my way. So, so, but I, I added these things, I added these DLLs to Star Lancer and it's freaking great. Like freaking interesting. great. Yeah. Let me see if I can send that to you. It might, it might make your antivirus software go a little crazy. Okay. Brian, we talked about this. Okay. What is this one? Of, is this one of the things the Russians gave you? Come on, Brian, you know better. No, I had no. It's one of the. It's one of the reasons I got rid of um, Bitdefender and whatnot because it was just not letting me use it. So I got rid of it. And Malwarebytes, I got rid of it mostly because of this, and it runs great. Like I've used, I've used it for this, and I used it for the um, Project IGI stream I did the other day. I was having the same problem. It was like super stuttery so instead of whitelist in the app that the antivirus was picking you just got rid of your antivirus i tried whitelisting it right now i i tried i tried whitelisting it and um and i tried whitelisting it in both bitdefender and malwarebytes and nothing every time i would download it or try and use it it would always quarantine it every bloody time so I just deleted Brian, them. Brian, Brian, have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Comrade Putin? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. So there's the link. Uh, I put it in the green room for Voodoo, DG Voodoo 2. It has been a real lifesaver for me. Um, and because uh, I'm, I'm reading through this. I'll put the wiki article in there, too. It might have some helpful stuff for you. But yeah, old games can be really tricky with OBS. Uh, it's gotten better. It's it's gotten it's definitely gotten better, but it still can be real tricky. Um, so I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm relying on Windows Defender now because I don't remember the last time I got a virus. So hopefully it's okay. Because. <laughs> uh, it was just I mean your computer just kicked over to the battery so nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, that was apparently that was a self test. I looked at the software. That was a self test. Russians hacked you and they're stealing your power. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, uh so that sounds like it's going to wrap it up for us, which is, you know, about an hour and a half. That's pretty good, right? Um so, fix yourself. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check yourself before you doth wrecketh yourself. Um, all right. That was stupid. Uh, so just a couple of quick programming notes before we wrap up. Um, tomorrow on the stream, tomorrow morning on the stream, we're going to be returning to Stardrop. Uh, we played that 
last month and uh, were shocked at how how good it was. It was not only a good game, but it was a great story. Um, so we're going to return to that. I don't know if we're going to finish it tomorrow, but we're at least going to get closer to finishing it tomorrow. And then next week on the show, we are going to be talking to the developer of Titan Outpost uh, is going to be joining us next week. Um, so we have a lot of good stuff coming up. Like we have Lord of the Rings online later this week. We've got, you know, good old mass effect. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of good stuff coming up. So as always, I want to thank everyone who has, uh, spent time hanging out with us today. Uh, there are a lot of different places on the internet. You can spend your time and put your eyeballs and we appreciate you sharing your time with us because the time is the one thing you will not get back. Uh, no matter what. So we really appreciate that. And uh, we're trying to make Space Game Junkie a full-time endeavor. So if you can help with that, please go to spacegamejunkie.com slash support. There you'll find links to our Patreon, our merch store, affiliate links, one-time donations, all that stuff. Uh, I want to be, I would love to be able to put out more content. And if this can pay my rent, then I could definitely do that. Um, so I want to thank everyone who's already donated through Patreon and every any other method. Uh, we have some people who have bought shirts and mugs. Uh, I actually hung out with a guy the other day from Texas who was in town who had our shirt, which was really nice little ego boost, actually. Um, so uh, any way it could help would be wonderful. But we overall appreciate you hanging out with us. Chat room was pretty active tonight, so we love seeing that. So thank you. Uh, with that, we'll call it a night, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time for some more Star Drop. Have a great night, everyone. Bye-bye.